right. Hello, my name is Dr. Latasha Schrader. I am a student advocate, school administrator, editor, and owner of Tempo Editing. I am pleased to welcome our guest, Dr. Leanne Danner, to the podcast. Dr. Danner has been a registered nurse for 24 years with experience in child and adolescent psychiatry, postpartum, pediatrics, and telemetry. She has been a full-time and adjunct faculty teaching leadership, medical surgery, psychiatry, and NCLEX preparation. Dr. Danner has a master's degree in marriage and family and is currently finishing up a master's in nursing focusing on administration and emergency management. She works as a trauma program manager at a level two facility in central Arkansas and teaches the Kaplan NCLEX review for RNs and LPNs. Dr. Danner graduated in 2019 from the University of Arkansas with a doctorate of education in adult and lifelong learning. Her dissertation is titled Differences in Kaplan Integrated Exam Scores Based on Institutional Factors. When she is not working, she teaches, dance, and loves spending time with her family, husband, and two fur babies. Let's get started. Dr. Danner, which methodology did you use? A quantitative study. Um, I did a casual comparative research design was what I used because I compared... um, I was comparing outcomes from groups that I had no experimental manipulation for. Okay. That sounds very interesting. Which writing resources do you recommend for those currently writing their dissertation? Um, Probably the biggest, I I definitely would recommend anybody to get Grammarly. Um, I think it just helped me when not to feel like my grammar was wrong or my punctuation was wrong. So I definitely would invest in Grammarly just because it will go through and look at your paper. It also will go through and make sure that you're not plagiarizing. So um, it's a definite must. I'm not sure what other resources are out there right now. I'm I'm sure there's plenty, but I use Grammarly and, and I felt like I didn't have a whole lot of edits about my grammar. Okay, nice. Especially I like the plagiarism piece. Oh, yeah, it's great because it has two. You can run it through and you get to see actually like what your grammar is and it'll fix it. And then it'll run through and it'll show you like if you plagiarize and how what your percentages are. It's pretty cool. Oh, that, that is cool. And I've, I've heard it's relatively inexpensive, right? Um, yes, I don't. I think maybe like maybe for a year. I don't know. For a year, maybe $100 and that might be. Oh, uh, yeah overshooting but I mean it's practical and it's worth it just to take that stress off totally worth it (laughs) do you have any time uh, management strategies to share you know the biggest thing I would say to anybody in the dissertation process is just find a routine Um, I know for myself and I'm very OCD and I'm a perfectionist so getting started was the biggest the hardest thing for me so I literally my husband knew every Sunday my family every Sunday was my writing day and I will Mm -hmm. say I wrote on other days as well but every Sunday regardless of what was going on people knew that was my day to write and Mm -hmm. um, I would tell I would tell anybody pick a day make it your day and even if you don't write you have to sit there (laughs) you have to to do something because then that just kind of keeps you going as you know and make sure that people around you know that hey Sunday is my day and I had I kind of have to laugh about it now because I had a ritual I would sit on the couch with my books everywhere and I had a table that I sat in front of me we had a Mm -hmm. fold-up table we put there was a certain show that had to be on the tv so um and it, but it kept me going. Does that, I mean. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And to add to what you said, you said your family knew and 
you know, when someone is writing a dissertation, basically your whole family is writing that dissertation because there's sacrifices and, you know, things that are made during that time. To Oh, so. ab- absolutely. I, I mean, my husband knew don't touch the, don't touch the dining room table because all my yeah. research was on the dining room table and I had piles of what I'd read, what I needed to go back to. And so like our house stayed a mess because he, oh my he god knew. yes and then of course once I was done it, it was great but I mean you just have to family has to be very much on board with you yes that is so funny my dining room table was a mess also so I totally get that <laughs> so in fact like I was when I finally cleaned it up it didn't even seem right like I'm like oh my god it looks so empty in here um I know I <laughs> yeah okay. you almost don't know what to do with yourself exactly um, what did you do to overcome writer's block? Gosh, this is such a great question because like I said earlier, I'm so OCD and such a perfectionist that like I kind of knew what my research topic was going to be early on. So um, I, I knew I knew that's what I wanted to. But then when it was time to actually sit down and write, it was like, OK, I, I can't do it. Like literally, I would just sit there and think I can't put words on paper because what if it's not perfect? Right. And um, my dissertation chair was absolutely amazing. That would be one thing I would tell anyone is strategically pick out your chair. Oh, my. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) She said to me one day and it was so profound, but I played it in my head over and over. She finally kind of just touched my hand and she said, I can't read what's not on paper. And I thought, okay, she's, I mean, it just struck me because it was like, she, you know, she kept saying, I can't read what's in your brain. I I can Mm -hmm. only read what I put on paper. And so at that point, when I heard that, I thought, okay, she needs a paragraph. Just start with a paragraph. Um, And then, you know, then then things would just kind of flow naturally. But um, that's probably the biggest thing is just write. I mean, and just free write. Um, You know, when you get writer's block, step away from it and be okay with that. You know, Um, pick up a piece of literature and read. Or um, probably another great piece of advice I got from one of my committee members was, you know, he said, find a, try to find a dissertation that's very similar to what you want to do. And Mm -hmm. so when I would get in writer's block, I'd just go back to that dissertation and kind of see how did they make their flow? How did they talk about this? And then that would kind of get my mojo back. Yes. I like that just right. I can't read what's not on paper. Note uh-huh. yourself. Note I'm going to tell you, it helped me tremendously. And it still helps me today because I have to do a lot of writing and a lot of things for physicians, for uh, medical doctors. And there are times I work with some doctors that, you know, no matter what you do, it's, it's not going to be right. And mm-hmm. I just have to tell myself they can't read what's not on paper. So sometimes I just have to put it on paper and it is what it is. And if it's not perfect, that's okay. And I do not want to discourage anyone. No matter what you write originally, there are going to be some edits and revisions. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's what I kind of, you know, had to come to the conclusion of that's what your committee's, that, that's their job. Right. <laughs> it is exactly. their job to find those things and don't take it personal. I mean, um, it, it's, it's what they're meant to do. So absolutely. Yeah. So do not take it personally. It's very hard sometimes because you spend a lot of time trying to craft it, but at the end of the day, you'll have a better piece of work, you know, Absolutely. once you do all your revisions and additions. Absolutely. Well, and I, I think, you know, the 
I would say all of us that get to the to the point that we're at the doctoral level and we're writing dissertations, we're here because we're overachievers and mm-hmm. we want everything to be, like I said, perfect. And I think once you can, it's kind of almost a mental thing for you too, because you start realizing that, okay, not everything has to be perfect. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, does that make sense? You are absolutely right. People that are working towards dissertations are definitely type A perfectionist, uh-huh. perfectionist type personalities. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, how would you describe your dissertation journey in one word and why did you choose that word? rewarding yes (laughs) and I choose that I choose that just because it is such an accomplishment um journey it's a long journey and you learn so much about yourself you learn so much about how far you can push yourself and then once you finish um the day you walk across the stage and your name is plastered up there doctor you know I mean it's just the most rewarding experience and I, I sometimes look back and think, if I could go back and tell myself, you know, before I started, I would say it's not as bad as you think it is. Just jump in there and do it. I think we think it's so horrible and it's really not. And it's really not as bad as you think. If you, you set goals along the way, you know. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and, and I, with that, I would even say I would be manageable and by the time you be one thing I would tell anyone, too, is that don't feel like you have to write every chapter in sequential order. You know, um, start maybe with your intro chapter and then like my favorite chapter. And I can't believe this was my um, my chapter four, my data collection. I wanted to spend all my time there. And so, oh, wow. um, you yeah. know don't feel like you have to do chapter one and then chapter two and then chapter three. I mean, like chapter two was the hardest. The lit review to me was just got a little bit redundant. So I broke it up in pieces and would come back and forth to it. So um, I think you're right. Just setting goals. And when you hit those goals and move forward, and if you don't hit those goals, don't beat yourself up either. Right. As long as you're making forward progress, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would tell myself on days that I would write, I'd be like, okay, today you got to get one page done one page. Mm-hmm. And you know, really in the grand scheme of things, you can write a page in about 20 minutes. So, right. Um, and then, but then you get that 20 minutes and you're like, okay, my momentum's there. I got to keep going. So. Yes. You're absolutely right. That happened to me so many times. Like once you get in the groove, you know, you don't really don't want to stop at that point. You're like, man, I'm, I'm in a rhythm. Like, let's keep writing. Right. And like, even on the lit review, you know, the lit review to me was the hardest chapter. Um, And even with it, I broke it up. You know, once you get what you identify, you really need to focus in on. And then I broke that down in categories. And then I would just tackle those sections. You know, I didn't feel like I had to do my whole lit review in one sitting. I would just say today I'm going to focus on this next week. I'll focus on this. And that helped me get through that chapter, which was the hardest for me. It's it's so funny because right after I, I love to read, I have I've been a reader since I was a kid. So um, when I graduated in 2019, I think that first year I read like 15 books. Last year I read 20 books. Wow. 
Um, this year I haven't read as much just because I'm finishing up, like I said, a master's in, in nursing. So right now I'm reading, um, stuff about hazardous materials, <laughs> but my leisure reading, um, I just finished the Hamilton affair. Um, and it was phenomenal. I am not a historical bio, bi- you know, mm-hmm. biography person, but I could not put it down. So, um, oh, wow. so now what I'm reading is, um, I think it's America's first daughter. It's about Thomas Jefferson's daughter. So, um, of course, I have to read when I go to bed, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. So you're getting you have already have a master's. You have your doctorate and now you're working on another master's. Yeah. So I have a master's in marriage and family therapy and then finished my doctorate. And what I've learned in just the nursing world is that I think um, if I ever want to kind of progress in management or if I want to teach online and I've taught in my, in my past, you know, I've taught and I just miss teaching students. I'll need that master's degree. So, mm-hmm. um, and plus two, I, I mean, you, when you look, my, my, my doctorate's in adult and lifelong learning. So, um, when I graduated, my husband leaned over and he said, what degree are you going to get next? And I said, I'm done. He gave me well. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. But after this one, I'm done. I'm just, you know, but I love to learn. I mean, yeah. I'm going to check back with you in about two or three years and see what degree you're working on at that point. <laughs> you, you do that. I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> done after this one. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience with academic writing? Um, the biggest thing I would tell anybody, if I, like I said, if I could go back to myself when I started this, is just, um, just you can do it. You know, I think we don't hear that enough. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves, you know anybody can do their dissertation. You just have to jump in there. You know, I would tell someone, um, find a topic that you love and you're passionate about. I think Mm -hmm. that's what made it easy for me is, um, I teach the NCLEX review for nursing. And so I used some data from that and I was able to do what I love. So it never got like, I never sat down and thought, I don't want to look at this. I always Mm -hmm. wanted to find what I could learn more about. Mm -hmm. Um, The second piece of information, just, I don't know, guidance I would give anyone is that, and someone had told me this, your goal is to graduate. It's not to change the world. So, you know, wait when you graduate, then do all that research to change the world. But mm-hmm. right now, find the topic that you can get done and you can get out of there. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Um, and so I reached out. I, I, I share this with folks. Reach out if there's something you like or a company. Like the company that I worked for, I knew had a bunch of data. So I just went to them early and said, hey, I've got to do a dissertation. Would you let me use some of your data? And they jumped on board because they were like, yes, we need research done. So it was, wow. a win- it was a win-win. So I would recommend to anybody, look at secondary databases. If you work mm-hmm. for a company, find out, do they have research stored somewhere? Um, because it's just going to make life easier in that data collection piece. That's a really good suggestion. You brought up a few things I want to add to or reiterate. Choose something that you're passionate about because mm-hmm. you're going to eat, sleep, breathe it for at least six to nine months minimum. Right. Um, also, a good dissertation is a done dissertation. You know, right. if you, <laughs> you can always do more research later. So, yes, those are really, really good um, pieces of advice. So thank you for that. Absolutely. So, um, I want to thank you for being so willing to share your dissertation journey with us. Um, listeners, thank you for listening because we all know time is priceless. 
if you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a fellow scholar. My information about my editing services can be found at templeediting.com. That's T-E-M-P-O editing.com. I will see you in the next episode.